Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, I want to share something with you. I thought I was going to, excuse me, fall over Friday night. I had to go to a hospital, and I was down the hall. I was walking down a hallway, and I looked to my left. And I go, is that actually a, a verse out of the Bible on the wall? That's pretty bad when you're thinking that way. But I was actually in a hospital. I actually had a plaque with scripture on it in the hallway of a hospital. And I thought, man, thank you, Lord. That's, that's... But it's sad, isn't it, when we have to think that when we see scripture somewhere in the workplace or wherever it might be, it's a breath of fresh air. But... At the same time, it's like, wow, we shouldn't even have to be thinking that way. Anyways, I want to thank you as I start today or as we open on God's word and pray in just a minute. But uh, maybe some of you got this yesterday, but this is really cool. Lisa and Jim and Ben took this picture, but we're able to get this done. This is a, I know you can't see it, but this is a, I can't see, I can't see it like this. But anyways, this is a, this is a magnet that goes on your refrigerator, and it's a picture of the new building. It's got a verse at the top, and at the bottom it says, Jesus still performs miracles. And uh, so you'll get that. If you didn't get it yesterday, you'll get that this week. And it is a letter, which I'm not going to read out a letter. I just want to read just the top of it here that a lot of people get this confused, so I, I just want to share with you or those that are watching this is the, the one-time offering that you have given, some of you still continue to give uh, for our new building, different things we have to get done. The one-time offering, not pledged, but has been given is over $167,000. And I, it's way more than what I thought was gonna happen. So, uh, and that's why that verse is on there, which I wanna read and we'll pray. To him, meaning God, and think about even your own life right now where you need a miracle. Who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. And that's Ephesians 3.20. Let's pray. Father, we are so humbly thankful that we look forward to the day, this new day that you've given us, this miracle that you've given us, this place that we're moving into that we can worship as a fellowship of believers. And Lord, that we'll remember from this time on the miracle that you performed on how we got that building. Lord, the miracle that you performed on the offering that was given to do all the things we want to do. Lord, if there's someone here today that only you can do a miracle in their life, we know that, but Lord, may they believe may we trust you in such a way the same that we've seen these miracles in our church family may they not give up maybe you know that's why you have them here today to trust and to believe in you that you could do all things nothing is impossible with you in jesus name amen well we're going to look at in thessalonians today actually second thessalonians chapter 2 and verses 5 through 7 on responding to the world that you live in today. 
I don't know about you, but I think in many ways that we're alike in this one way. That we see what we're living in, we feel it, we know what's going on and all the changes every day and you turn the news on or however, whatever app or YouTube or whatever channel that you watch the news on and you say, what? Is that, you know, wait, what? You know, the way everything is accepted today. There's no right or wrong. Uh, anything that you think of goes in our society today. But we have a choice in the world we live in today as believers. We have a choice how that we're not, I want you to get it this way, not how that you're going to react. It's how you're going to respond. Now, if those of you are here today and you have, or you've had little kids, it is amazing, and I'll give you two examples, maybe you're old enough, you've had little kids, now you have grandkids, that you respond when you have to discipline sometimes your grandkids, right? When your kids were little, you reacted. Now I think you know the big difference. You react, whang, you know, whatever happens, you're just like, Ugh, you know. I want you and I, I'm the same way, get to the place to where that in today's world, we're going to not react, we're gonna respond. And we're gonna look at that a little bit deeper in God's word. Both books of the Bible that were written to Thessalonica were written almost for us today. All God's word is, but meaning that it was about the end times. The apostle Paul birthed those, that church there, church about the size of Summit County. Or I mean, the, the city, Thessalonica, was about the size of Summit County. And you know, the, the church was only a month old when Paul left. He, took, he, he left and went to another city. And there was confusion going on in the church. And he wrote 1 Thessalonians and said, hey, I'm here to encourage you that someday you're not going to face this persecution like you're facing now. Someday, one day, I'm coming back. Now, in the world that we live in today, how is it reacting? How, I, I cringe when I see so many people that are quote, quote, called believers or conservatives. And what do we see? We all see the same thing on the news. There's this side that's yelling and screaming at each other, and then there's this side that's yelling and screaming at each other, right? And we see that on the news, and who does the <laughs> liberal news make look worse than, than the other is the believers or the conservatives. I'm here to tell you today that God wants us in the world that we're living in to respond. Now, this is why he wrote the second book. The first book that he wrote to them was to encourage them, the Lord's command. Now, here's what took place, and here's why he had to write the second book. is because there was so much persecution going on in that new church, they thought, that they were already living in the tribulation. They thought there was so much going, it was in the days of Nero. In history in school, if you read about how wicked Nero was, I don't even want to repeat what he did to people in the time that he lived in as far as the persecution. But there was so much persecution going on, they thought that the Lord had come back and the tribulation had started. So he again, he writes this second book to let them know 
hey, the, the Lord's not coming back. He's not come back yet. He's going to. But know that in the world that you and I live in today, there will be some type of persecution. And how you and I not react, how that we respond to our family, to our coworkers. I'll give you an example, going back at the prior elections and so forth. Do you know there were some parents and grandparents, they wouldn't even they wouldn't even get together because one was voting for one candidate and the other one was voting for the other candidate. It was, I mean, it's just crazy what we're saying. I want you to know as we look at God's word that he voices in this chapter of Thessalon- to the Thessalonian church, he, he voices in the second chapter, listen to verses five through seven. I won't hesitate because I don't want to get ahead of myself. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things. Do you not remember? You know, you know what kind of scares me today? I hope this happens to you or not. I'm in the bedroom. I need to do something in the kitchen. And I walk in the kitchen and I can't remember why, what I was supposed to do. Now, I, I, I know that you're thinking the same thing I am. And now, you know, that just comes, that just comes with old age. You know, you're just getting up there. So, now, wait a minute. I know, it just happens to everybody. What am I trying to tell you is that God, we forget so easy. So he uses a word in, in, in right there. Do you not remember that I was still with you? I told you these things. That you would face this persecution. It would not get easier. But the difference of you and I, God's still going to bless you. You're going to still have joy and peace. The devil might think that you're not winning, but you are. I'm here just to remind you. And that's what he was writing that second letter for. And he gets into that second chapter, how he's talking to the, about the first chapter and that whole first letter to know that don't be surprised when you face certain things in this world. It's just going to happen. But we stop there. Instead of responding, we react. If you respond, it's in a thoughtful way, and you know, wait a minute, God's in control. He knows who I am. He knows how I live. And I know he's going to bless me for doing the right thing. I'll give you an example. Ernie and I were talking, Pastor and I were talking about it back before we prayed today. Can you define marriage today? What is it? I don't know. I mean, really, this is where we're at in our, in our world. And I want you to know when you see what is going on in the world and there's so much confusion on a man or a woman or what's marriage is that, the devil knows that he's always going to lose when it comes to God. Always. So what does he do? We're created in God's image. So anything that mirrors or comes off of him, he can't get at God, so he's going to try and destroy anything that's created in his image. Man, woman, marriage between a man and a woman. That's pulled off of God. God created, God made in that way. And the devil knows he can't get at God. He will try and get anything that comes, and he'll do it and he'll come again and again and again what is made in his image. That's why we see that we're living in the end times and the world we're living in. There is 
so much confusion. Why do I always say when you walk through these doors that God's already blessed you? Because you have chose in your busy life to take an hour out of this week and to worship him and you're reminded in his word and it is amazing to me how I, I still to this day don't get it after 40 some years of doing this how that I can get up and do this or whatever I'm doing and it's not me it's the Holy Spirit that clicks with your spirit and you leave knowing that hey I, I, I needed that certain it might have been one minute of that message I, I needed that for exactly what I'm going through. God wants us to respond in what we're facing. And the way that we do it, every week you're reminded, hey, the Lord's coming back. He's not back yet. He is coming back. This is the world that we live in. You know that when the days of the new believers, when Nero, the one who persecuted probably more believers than any other person in history, when he went to burn Rome down, he blinded on Christians. That's why there was so much persecution against believers. Isn't it amazing how we can take that into our world today? Uh, you know, those Christians, if they just said, you know, it's all their fault. This is why. And we see that all the time on the news. Don't be surprised. That's where we're at. What, what does he continue to say if he says, I want you to remember where we're at, what's going on as I send you this second letter. And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who is now restrained will do so until he is taken out of the way. The Bible tells us, and why we're here today looking and begin to understand how do we respond in this world. I always say if I'm, I'm out of here and I'm not, for some reason the Lord takes me home, I want you to remember... First and foremost, you, me, us, we are a spiritual being. We are spiritual. And the whole, if you catch that every day of your life, that you, are, you live and that you're driven and God directs you and you recognize that spirit that he's given you called the Holy Spirit every day, you say, how can I really even define it more? I'll give you a great example. You all of you, those that are watching are believers, you are actually restraining a lot of the evil. Can you imagine what's going to happen after the rapture, after what takes place? This is what the Lord is telling us as believers are reminding. God has given you so much power that the devil can't do what he ultimately wants to do. The Holy Spirit is restraining, even though we see a lot of evil in the world, he wants us to know that the way that you and I respond is in our spirit. I don't care if it's in a marriage. I don't care if it's in dealing with your kids, cohort, whatever it might be. You don't react, you respond. Because ultimately, you know, as I shared with this, I don't know, it might have been a couple years ago, how there was a guy working and he was always given a hard time. And he was very gifted at his job at a tool and die shop. And he was working and creating different things he was doing. And, and because he was a believer, his boss always, always gave him a hard time. Well, the owner decided it was time to retire. And the manager at the time thought he was going to get this position. We'll make a long story short. The owner went to 
the, co- the, 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 work, the guy that worked underneath him, who was a believer, he says, hey, Joe, I want to tell you something. I've never really said too much to you, but, you know, I, I, I see you, you know, at lunchtime, you read your Bible. I, I see how you make decisions. You've been here a while, and uh, I'd like for you to buy the company. And he starts laughing. He goes, I, I can't buy the company. He goes, I, I can't do that. He goes, well, hold on, hold on here. He says, I've had this company. I started it, the whole thing. He says, I tell you what I'll do. Here's what I'm going to do. He said, I'll set up a plan. I'll be the bank, and I'll set it all up. And over a period of years, he goes, he goes would you like to do that? And he said, well, he goes, yeah. See how God works? Now, here's the amazing thing about that. Guess who finds this out? The manager finds this out. Now, he's going to have to work for the guy who he gave a hard time for the last 10 years. I want you to understand today, if you are willing to respond in this evil world we live in today and not react, not fly off the hand, not do all the things, we all do it from time to time, we're all not perfect. I am saying, though, for the most part, if you respond and not react, God is going to come through. This is what I even read with today about our new facility. God's going to come through. Hey, that's a building. That's great. That's wonderful. But don't forget, you're his child. You're so much more important than even a building. Yeah, we're excited about that. But And don't get me wrong, I'm saying that you are his child. And as a believer of the God Almighty who gave his son who died on the cross, and you were willing to believe and accept Jesus into your heart to forgive you for all your sins. And from that day forward, you said, Lord, I don't get all this, and it's, it's been years. You know, if someone would have told me when we started this thing, and hopefully in the summer that we'll be in our new facility, it's the Dallas now. We start City Church in that bar in downtown Akron. You know, I still this day, I want to write that in a book some way. You know, we start in the bar in downtown Akron. That's where it's going to start, right? Okay, so some of you didn't like that, so we covered up all the liquor with the bed sheeps before anybody walked in on Sunday. Some of you might not know that, but we did. If someone would have told me, and Dallas is going to take, you know, over nine years uh, you'll get your place, so it's going to be over nine years. I go, oh, huh, what? Nine years and all the things that we laugh about that we've had to do, different things that have happened over the years and so forth. Nine years. But now it's like, to see what the Lord's doing? But if, if, if I would have known then that it was going to take that long, it probably would have discouraged all of us. But here's the key. Don't, don't look at that. God is just concerned in your life about building. God's clock is a character. It's, a, it, it's, it's character. God builds your life with a clock of character. It's not time. It's not how long it takes. And, you know, I tell so many people all the time that I talk with or try to encourage her, and it's just pouring on from every angle. The devil's hitting them from every angle. And they're following the Lord and they're trying to live the Lord's way. I say, do you know how close you are to the breakthrough? The devil hates it. He, kind of, he doesn't quite know, but he knows that something is getting ready to happen. Like it says in the book of Revelation, what we read a couple weeks ago, he knows that he has a short time. He knows his time is running out. 
So he's going to work overtime on you and I as a believer. But know this, if you are not, if you don't have, if the word quit is not in your vocabulary and you're willing to wait on the Lord and you know is, is those that in that church that these two letters were written to that were so discouraged, Paul had to write them again. So hold on. You're doing the right thing. You're here today just to be reminded in your life, whatever it is that's taken a while, do you not remember? God's just saying, and how do we remember? It's just right here. He sent him a letter. This, that letter that he sent is now a book of the Bible that you're reading from today. And God's word through the power of the Holy Spirit is ordained and it, ignite, it ignites into our spirit and what the miracle is, is exactly what you need today. Not next week, not next Sunday, not two Sundays from now, not when we get in our new place. No, it's exactly what you need today to get you through today. And that's God's word. And when he does that in such a way, you know what? You're going you're to depend on him even more. You know, when God takes something in your life that was bad, and the devil kicks you and kicks you hard. But then a few years go by and you see how God turned that into his glory. Then you're willing to wait the next time. All Jesus is trying to get us to see today is he's trying to say, do you not remember that you're still here? And one of the ways that I show you that you're still here is the Holy Spirit within you. You are actually keeping evil out of this world. So the way that you do it, we, don't, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's what God tells us in Ephesians. So why would we fight the way the world's fighting back at us? Our weapons of warfare, warfare are spiritual. They're mighty in God. We don't come back at them in the way that they come at us. We respond. We let those people that are on the other side or don't live the right, we let them know, hey, we're praying for you. And, you know, some of the people who have been one to the Lord years ago or all the different things I've seen of testimonies, so at the screaming, yelling outside the abortion clinic that goes on, I remember one of the ladies saying, you know, I was walking in the clinic and there was a lady standing on the sidewalk and he said, she said, I could hear her praying. The prayer was so powerful that I changed my mind. Now, that's just not one time. I've heard that I don't know how many times. See, our weapons of warfare, for your kids, for your wayward kids, for your grandkids, whatever it might be, our weapons are prayer, are God's word. See, you, you are the restrainer, the Holy Spirit today that's keeping back all this evil that's going on in the world. And it's going to get so crazy in the tribulation. He's just reminding the church of that day that God's just taking that church of that day and reminding us today. Do you not remember? I want you to know what you have is keeping the evil. It's so powerful what you have is keeping the evil back. And if that's true, why don't we take that same power and use it to where the devil is coming at us. Recognize the power that you have as a Christian, 
as a believer is to know that same Holy Spirit is going to direct you. Let's close with this. How's that going to happen then? Well, we respond to the world that we live in today. Right now, we'll look at Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, these things says he who is holy, who is true. He who is the key of David. He opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. I know you. That's what Jesus is saying today. I know your works. See, I have set before you, that's all of us today, I've set before you an open door and no one can shut it. For you, this is you today, this is just for you today. For you have little strength. He goes on to say, but you've kept my word and have not denied my name. Hey, God never said it was going to be easy, but he said, I'm going to bless you. He said, you don't have to fret and wonder. You know, I always say when someone lies enough on that job application and to get that job and they get it, guess what? They got to keep that foot kicked in. The, they got to kick it, that door. And they're the ones that always has to push and keep that door open that where they're working at because they know they lied on that application to get that job. God didn't open the door. When God opens the door, which he does for every one of us here today as a believer, you might be miles from that door. You say, Dallas, I don't want to hear that. I, I know we don't. But I want you to know, just keep walking. He, he tells us right there why it might be out there a little further than you think. Because he says, I, I know you have little strength. I know you're tired. But he says, I, Jesus, writes those words, I, the King of kings and Lord of lords, has opened this door. And just like that guy that was underneath the manager all those years became the owner of the company. God has an incredible plan for your life. And when we look at this world and all the things that are happening, don't react. Don't use the same weapons that the world uses. Respond. Response through peace and joy. And yes, sometimes you do have to be assertive. But God is saying, take a deep breath. Know that I'm coming through. Just like our church, over nine years. That's amazing what he's doing. You are the church. That's you. You are willing not to give up, not to quit. And so I physically try and let you see that over and over again. So you take it into your personal life, whatever you're facing, whatever you're discouraged about, whatever you're going through. Don't react to it. Don't make a quick judgment. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't say things you shouldn't say. Just wait. Don't react. Respond in such a way that the Holy Spirit is going to guide me. And the Lord has that door open. And it's, not, it's open out there. And I don't care how many people that try and go through it. 
if that door's for you, <laughs> nobody else is getting through that except you. Man, it is amazing who we serve. I'm just here to remind you today that in this crazy time that we live in, we want to react. And the tension and the pressure and the anger and all those things are right there at the forefront of us. Don't react, respond. And if you're willing to respond and let the Lord do what he wants to do in your life, that door that's open way out there, hey, the Lord says, hey, I tell you what, I know that you have little strength so, and you've not denied my name. I was sharing with someone this week, you know what it says in the book of Revelation, the number one person who's going to be in hell more than, anybody, more than anyone else. The Lord lines it up at the end of Revelation. The number one name that is going to be there more than anyone else, cowards. He says it right there. He goes on and on and on. All the people are going to be held. But at the top of the list are cowards. He says, for those of you that were not willing, if you are willing not to deny my name in the midst of that persecution, I'm going to so bless you that you will not be able to believe it. It will be so amazing. Don't mock God and what we see happening today. No, no without a doubt that as a child of God, at that door that's open out there, it's never gonna shut. And the only reason that it won't happen for you is because you just quit. Respond in such a way that your strength is his strength given to you through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's so powerful that you're the one that's holding back all the evil of the world before the tribulation starts. I'm reminding you today as I close, just the same as those, that church need to be reminded with another letter. We just need to be reminded again and again, you're on the right track. And God is going to get you there. And all you have to do is be willing to believe who Jesus is, what he can do, and trust him. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed as we do every week, you know. I'm the one that gets all, all the emails or responses of so many people all over the United States that watch and listen. And so, as God's word says, always be ready to give an answer for the hope. It's in you. Always be willing to give an answer. So your answer today, for those of you who are watching, that you might not even complete, you might not understand some of this, but you can understand that you're struggling. You can understand that it's not, it's not working your way. And you can understand that you need help. And I want you to know, Jesus says, you. Say, what do you mean, Dallas? You. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. No matter what you've done, no matter who you are, where you are, how long you've waited, how many times you've turned the Lord down, He's there with open arms. And all you got to do is pray. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, that prayer shall be saved. 
So would you pray with me by faith? Don't try and figure it out. Just pray this, Jesus. I believe you're God's only son who came to this world, who shed his blood for all my sins. Lord, I, I don't quite understand that, but I'm willing to believe. And right now, by faith, Jesus, I believe you died on a cross for all my sins. And Jesus, right now, I ask you to come into my heart, forgive me for all my sins. Jesus, forgive me. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, if there's someone even here today, we always say if a friend is with a friend here in our midst of our fellowship, it's a family member is with another family member. Lord, if there's someone here today, all I got to do is walk out, walk down here, and I can open up your word, and I can pray that same prayer with them right here today. Because you tell us in your word today, not tomorrow, today is the day of salvation. We ask it. In your powerful name, in Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son and you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services. And we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. 
Thank you for being with us today.